Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hello and welcome to the Gegen Pressing Podcast. Uh, this is the bonus show. Uh, and Manu and I are delighted today to welcome a very special guest. Uh, he's the author of numerous books, and I don't think I've gone above and beyond Manu by saying he's probably the most, at least in the English-speaking world, the most prolific, the most influential uh, author of German football literature uh, and historical books. Uh, to rhyme off some, Tor, The Story of German Football, which is a very influential book for me, uh, there's, of course, um, Who Invented the Bicycle Kick, Bayern Creating the Global Super Club, Building the Yellow Wall, and, of course, uh, most recently, The Three Lies of the Kaiser, a biography of Franz Beckenbauer. Uh, Uli Hesse is here to join us. Uh, Uli, how are you? I'm fine, but are you talking about me? God. <laughs> I'm afraid that's, so. That's way too much praise, and, um, <laughs> but it sounds good. Thank you. Um, Manu, it's great to have Uli on the show. Unfortunately, uh, the circumstances uh, are not the uh, cheeriest. We're, of course, here to talk about uh, Franz Beckenbauer, who unfortunately passed away uh, last week at the age of 78. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's probably a fair thing to say that, you know, I think I described him in one of our recent podcasts as one of the founding fathers of, Ger of modern German football. Um, and it's just great to have Uli on the show. But Mario, I'll let you jump in because I know you haven't said anything yet. So hello to you and <laughs> let you say hello to everyone else. Well, yeah, first of all, I'm delighted to have Uli on. Um, this is the first time our paths crossed, which is strange considering um, the, the work in German football I've done in the English language. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, Uli. I really appreciate it. I'm really really curious to talk to you about Franz Beckenbauer today because I think everyone has such a different perspective on Franz Beckenbauer, the person that it, I tried to give my perspective in an article I did on gigging pressing last week. Um, again, you know, mostly based on my personal memories, which are different than, you know, maybe people from a different generation. I grew up in a time when he was a manager, right? Um, I didn't see him yeah. play. Um, I saw him just simply too young. Um, but I'm really curious to hear someone else's perspective today. And obviously you've written a very good book about this. Um, so, yeah, welcome to the show, Oli. Well, thank you. But it's my pleasure, actually. You're an AK60 <laughs> fan, are you? I hear. Yeah, I grew up in Munich. <laughs> I now live in North America, where I run Transfermarkt's North America operations. Um, Stefan is in the UK um, doing it there for, for Transfermarkt. So, um, you know, I live, I live in, in Canada now, but um, I was born and raised in Munich and my family are 1860 fans, so I didn't have much of a choice. Um, <laughs> you know, the, one of the stories that you, of course, grew up with um, as an 1860 fan is that Franz Beckenbauer was supposed to play for 1860 until that famous Watson von Giesing um, put a change to that legacy. Um, and maybe we could start there 
um, because I think it is a quite important to point out that Franz Beckenbauer grew up in a Munich um, where Bayern Munich's dominance wasn't maybe set in stone as much as it is today, right? Um, you know, the, the the balance of power was a little different in the in the fifties and early sixties. Um, so maybe start with there. How did Franz Beckenbauer going to eighteen sixty really change the power dynamics? Uh, sorry, going to Bayern Munich rather than eighteen sixty change the power dynamics of German football only. Yeah, you, you probably have to say he probably changed the entire changed the entire course of German football, at least at least German club football, maybe even you know maybe even the national teams football because Bayern and Gladbach came to dominate you know the Bundesliga and the national team, and uh, both had this golden generation of players, uh, which when you think about it is really is really strange you know that both clubs almost at the same time had this core of homegrown players who would then, um, you know, form the core of the national team. And, um, well, of course, with, with Beckenbauer in 1860, it would have been very different. I don't know if you've seen um, um, if you've seen uh, the Bayern game against Hoffenheim, when, mm -hmm. um, when um, you know, the, 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 was, the game was basically dedicated to the memory of Franz Beckenbauer. And Sepp Meyer was there. Yeah, and then they asked him, "What what should we do? Should we yeah. rename the ground after Beckenbauer? What should we do?" And Meyer replied that uh, that he felt Beckenbauer wouldn't want anything like that. Contrary to some people's opinion, he was not he was not one to harbor the limelight. Um, yeah. But he Meyer said we should put Beckenbauer's statue right next to that of Gerd Müller, because then if my time comes, we could m put my statue there, so we'd have this. The famous uh, Meyer Beckenbauer Müller axis back together, which uh, which defined Bayern and to a degree with the West German national team. Yeah, so yeah. everything would have been different. Yeah, it is. So it, it, sorry, but on you go. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting that Beckenbauer once said uh, he doesn't want to have a statue of himself because that would be something the dogs would piss against. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's a very Beckenbauer thing to say. Actually, Manny, why, why are we here? Why are we talking about it? Just amongst ourselves. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, I can put a terrible burden off your shoulder. <laughs> um, because if you know this story about Beckenbauer and the slap in the face by this 1860 player, if people out there don't know the story, although his older brother was playing for Bayern Munich, or used to play, went to play for Bayern schoolboys, uh, Beckenbauer played for a small club in Munich, and his dream was, was his dream was playing for 1860 because he was an 1860 fan, uh, having grown up in Giesing, you know, which is 1860 country, as you will know. So, so that's the story. Um, until a tournament in 1958, when when his team was up against 1860, and the story goes that he received a slap in the face by one of the 1860 players, and then decided on the spot that no, I'm not going to join 1860. Uh, I'm going to join Bayern instead, right? So this is a story we've always we all have heard a hundred times, and I have repeated it in 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 in, in some of my books. And I've always wondered about the story. Uh, for one, because um, since since then, three different people have stepped forward and said uh, they were the ones who hit Beckenbauer in the faith. And well, and well, 
So, so that, that's kind of strange. So not, not at the same time, of course. I mean, they, everybody waited until, uh, you know, the previous supposed culprit was dead and then he stepped forward. And this is, this is, that was a bit of a strange part of the story, which, which always bothered me. Now, um, as you mentioned, I did this biography of Beckenbauer. And um, you'd be surprised to learn that I did some research. So I, I, you know, some people do that before they write books. And I learned that and until very recently, uh, it was not quite well known that, it was, that there was a very strong connection between the Bayern Munich youth setup and Franz Beckenbauer. Because his first coach had an uncle who was in charge of the schoolboy division at Bayern Munich. So I've heard people say, some Bayern historians say that maybe, you know, just maybe, it was, it, it was already a done deal. That, that, that Franz and, and also the rest of his very good um, um, his, his very good schoolboys team, you know, because the club were, were folding um, the youth football division. So the, there was already a done deal that, that Franz and his friends would join Bayern. And that this slap in the face, well, either came as a very, well, very welcome excuse or maybe never happened at all. We just don't know. In, 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 my, in my book, in the Beckenbauer biography, I make the quip that I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it was one of his teammates who gave him uh, the slap around the face because he was, he was a bit of a handful as a young person, as a boy. He could be, um, when arrogant is the wrong word, but he was, he was hard to handle. He himself um, has spoken of the slap, though, as well, right? Yeah, of course. He's... I mean, of course, the story originates with him. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he he always used to tell it as as an explanation for why he, as an eighteen sixteen fan, as a boy from Giesing, went to to Bayern. You know, who were really, you know, I think he also said at one point that they came from Schwabing. You know, which was for the, which was a part of city that he'd never been to. You know, um, which of course is also part of the Beckenbauer myth because, like I said, his brother played for Bayern. You know, for Bayern schoolboys. So the, it was not as if. Uh, the Reds were totally alien to him. Maybe I'm all this. So, so we'll keep our, it's it's all with Beckenbauer. It's always terrible, difficult uh, to to differentiate. You know, to, to draw the line between the myth and a joke. He, you know, he was a great jokester, and and and, and the truth. You know, it's um uh, one of the running gags in my Beckenbauer biography is that all the autobiographies he has supposedly written were all ghostwritten. You know, yeah. and and uh, I'm not sure how much, how many of them he actually read from you know from cover to cover. <laughs> um, can I can I just jump in momentarily because I do I want to ask um, about before we maybe move on to other things maybe still while we're still in that topic of 1860 and him joining Bayern as a youth as a young player. Really, a lot of people, a lot of international fans, that maybe aren't steeped in you know the the, the lore and the history of German football would struggle to understand that the Bayern Munich that he joined was not the super club that they are today. You know, while, you know, your, your Manchester United or your Barcelona's or Real Madrid's have been, Juventus, other clubs have been super clubs for a hundred years. The Bayern that uh, Beckenbauer joined was a team that had to win promotion. And that to me seems like the most magical thing about his legacy is the fact that 
he, along with so many other players, joined this club as youth. It, it seems something that just simply couldn't happen nowadays, Ula, where really where you have this kind of intake of young players and they, they not literally, but they take a club from almost nothing to the best team in European football. It's in, in, I'd love to just get your opinion on that, really. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Our house is a mess. Come on in. I'm Amber Wallen, internet comedian, plant queen, and host of your new favorite podcast, Fly on the Wild. Okay, that's pretty presumptuous to assume that this is going to be their favorite podcast, by the way. Like, come on, Amber. Anyway, that wasp that you just heard interrupt me is my husband. And co-host, Benjamin Wallen, also a comedian, and I host people at our home. I have a great wine collection in my cellar. Well, you it's mean cellar. the mini fridge. It's a mini fridge. It's a mini yeah. fridge. New episodes of Fly on the Wallen drop every Wednesday. Listen in as we discuss relationships, books, and keeping our sweet baby kid alive while we make laughs on the internet. Subscribe to Fly on the Wallen wherever you get your podcasts. Yes.